Hello, and welcome to Leading Ladies of Montana Real Estate, a show about buying and selling homes in Montana and the power realtors and power lenders that make that happen. We are your hosts, Colleen Wood. And I'm Alicia Retz. Each week, we will discuss the housing market, how to navigate it, and what questions you need to be asking yourself along the way. But that's not all. We will also dive into how to navigate the ins and outs of being leaders in business and how to build a robust and dynamic team within that business and navigating the world as a career-driven professional, all while raising a family. Join us as we share our highs and lows in real estate, business ownership, and motherhood. Hello, Colleen. Hey, how's it going? I am doing well. So what keeps you up at night? You know, that's the funny thing. I used to have a lot of trouble. I really did. I um, could go to sleep at night and then I would wake up like one or two o'clock in the morning and just spiraling. Like my mind would just race and it would literally go down my pipeline, file to file to file to file, to do list, worrying to do list. about if it was going to work and, you know, if these people were going to get in their house and, uh, you know, they've already packed their boxes or they've already paid off their student loan, even though I told them not to. And if this doesn't go through, they just wasted their $24,000 or, you know, just, just spiraling. And the only way that I could get it to stop was to get out of bed and to work. And really, so I did that for years. Yeah. I did do same thing where like I can fall asleep easily as well. And then I would have a notepad next to my bed. If I just had my to-do list, I would just constantly go over my to-do list in my head, what I had to do the next day and get done. Yeah. And if I wrote it down next to my bed, it was like, okay, I got it. Yeah. And that yeah. helped a lot too. That's good. That's yeah. good. How about now? Do you have sleeping I problems? I am so busy and we have so many homes under contract that I kind of can't think about it all the time. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing a way better job of falling asleep at night and staying asleep. Yeah. But I do have dreams mm-hmm. about the transaction and going over again, the to-do list in my head while I'm dreaming. I'm like, I can't get a break. <laughs> There's no break from real estate. It's everywhere. Yeah. It's so frustrating. But I do dream about it too. Yeah. Um, but I do sleep well. Me now. too. You know, a lot of that had to do with the cortisol levels, you know, your, your stress hormone cortisol um, it generally does uh, keep you awake at night or will wake you up uh, in the middle of the night. The other thing I learned too is that drinking wine at night, especially red wine, it'll let you go to sleep. But then your as your liver is metabolizing that later on in the night, you'll get that sugar spike and it'll wake you up. If you could see my face right now. <laughs> <laughs> it'll wake you up in the middle of the night because you're processing that sugar. That was that huge because so I used to drink a ton sense. of red wine at night. Mm-hmm. That makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. It really does. That's why you got a day drink and not night drink. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, just you start, start, start your buzz earlier. at 11. <laughs> You got to start earlier. But, you know, I'll tell you just things that are stressing me out about right now. You know, this is just about going into Labor Day weekend in 2021, if you're listening to this and it's not in sequence. And there's a lot of tough stuff that's happening right now. I don't know. I feel like the fact that we have a podcast, we would be sticking our heads in the sand to not be talking about all the super hard things that are going on in our world right. right now. And it just feels elitist to me to not discuss it. It feels ignorant, arrogant all the bad words and <laughs> fat, ugly. <laughs> so we have a lot of really tough stuff happening. Obviously we have a pandemic with a lot of media surrounding it, good and bad. Some of it inflated, some of it not, and is scaring a lot of people. We have Black Lives Matter rallies and, and movements happening, uh, neighborhoods that are being started up. 
to discuss racism and privilege of certain areas of the country, certain certain races. And all the while, while all this is happening, we have made a, a very poor exit out of Afghanistan. And we are still, a lot of people are still struggling from the time they didn't work. And yeah. a lot of people are still out of a job and they can't find the job that they had before. And it takes a long time if you are just barely surviving and then you don't get those paychecks for a while. Yeah. It's really hard to get caught up. And this economic was a U-curve Mm -hmm. Um, during the pandemic where the middle, they either got way, they lost a lot of money or they became way more successful during this time. Yeah. And it was a really weird thing to look at when you see sure. that U-curve happening to where we're just getting more and more divided financially as well. Which well, is tough. it's that population. And then also the very big population of soldiers that were, have, have served time in Afghanistan and surrounding areas that, you know, have literally with the exit out of Afghanistan and, and leaving all the weapons and all the service dogs and everything behind and American citizens. I mean, these soldiers are being left right now with the worst feeling of emptiness and how their loss and their sacrifice, their family's sacrifice was for nothing. There's a lot truly right now to keep you up at night, not yeah. just like our little worlds. Yeah. And as soon as you start going down it, you just, you're like, it, it could, it's, paralyzing sometimes. Yeah. Then you yeah. feel like there's nothing you can do. You get so stuck in it. Right. And I have stopped listening to the news a lot lately, which mm -hmm. has helped. Yeah. I mean, I it's important too. to stay involved and to stay educated on what's happening. But mm -hmm. if you listen to it all day long and I'm in my car all day long, so I yeah. can listen nonstop, yeah. it's good for me to put on some music and, yeah. and like, or a nice fun podcast and our podcast. Yeah. Our podcast <laughs> is a great thing to put on, but you know, it's important too, to not just, you know, stick your nose on Instagram and just forget that the world is happening around you. And, you know, our kids are starting school again. There's a lot of controversy right now about kids wearing masks in school. Even right here in our community, we have the majority of the schools are not requiring masks or they're allowing them to be optional. And then we have Bozeman um, High School is, is requiring masks. All Bozeman schools are. Okay. The whole entire Bozeman School District. Okay. Yep. Um, but most of the state's not which it, they're making it optional. Okay, so yeah. I heard that most of them were, like some of the, the younger kids schooled, like the elementary is not requiring them, they're, they're optional. No, okay. we all have to wear them. Well, yep. our governor came out um, this last week and said that they needed to be able to be have an opt out of masking. And so I feel like that that's huge. And uh, I know that a lot of parents right now are really, really frustrated with their inability to be able to choose for their children. And that's causing a lot of a lot of tension. And I know it's a conversation in my office. There's, you know, kids haven't been wearing masks all summer long. They're yeah. they're not wearing them out in public. They're just only wearing them in school. And kids are the least likely to spread it or to die from it. It's really tough. When you watch like all the little kindergartners going with their masks on, it breaks your heart. It breaks my heart. But we, um, so we, we got an email from the Bozeman School District talking mm -hmm. about what Gianforte said. And then in bold letters, it said, masks are still required. Yeah, your opt-out yeah. option is to, is to go to school at, at home, yep. yep, which is not really an opt-out option. That's right. just the, that's them staying with the same, the same answer they had before. I think it's just very unfortunate. I think it's being handled very poorly. Yeah. So what do you do to talk yourself down from our little worlds, all the big world stuff? How do you, zoning out's good too sometimes, but mm -hmm. yeah, what do, you, what do you do? You know, I feel like, a lot of us are just feeling like there's not something that us as individuals can do. And I think that that's wrong. You know, we have individual things that come upon us. 
we had some COVID go through our office and there was immediately COVID mandates that required what we had to do and we had to quarantine at home and we had to do this and that and the other thing. And, you know, I just pushed back and I said, you know, we're adults and we can make decisions and we're able to figure out. What did they say? uh, We were able to quarantine in office. So we didn't have to close our office, you know, obviously using common sense, you know, we did temperatures and things like that when we came in and if anybody was felt any sort of sickness at all, they were to call and not come in. You know, we're adults. We can apply common sense. We can, we can make decisions. How many people got sick in the office? One, the Uh, original one, just the original, nobody Uh, else, nobody else. Cause we're adults and we can figure that out on our own. You know, so, I mean, those are the kinds of things where you have opportunities on a daily basis to be able to push on how you feel and to be able to make a difference in your small world. Everybody's just feeling like they need to just get in line and comply. And that's not the answer. You know, I read that there was a a teacher, they were reading Anne Frank, and there was a teacher that they had turned off the lights and were watching a a movie and they they were assigned to uh, take notes on the movie. And they watched for about 15 minutes and everybody was taking notes and the teacher flipped on the light and started screaming at one kid and said, you were supposed to be taking notes. And everybody around him had saw him taking notes. And she said, is anybody going to speak up for him? And, <gasps> and people were just people, the kids were just kind of stammering and nobody was speaking for him, even though everybody saw him taking notes. He was probably the one that was doing it the most feverishly and, and hardly anybody was speaking for him. And she, she referenced, she said, that's exactly what happened. And oh my gosh, I feel like I could cry. Yeah. That's such and a beautiful so story. It is a beautiful story, but it's like, if you guys see something that's happening, just being told by an authority figure that it's not happening doesn't mean that it's not happening. You need to be able to stand up. You need to be able to speak your mind and, and say what you know is right. Follow your heart. Follow what you know is right. You know, little kids wearing masks is not right. It's not right. I feel like it's against human rights. I feel like it's wrong. I feel like as parents, we should be able to decide what is on our children's faces. And you know what? This is public school. We pay, we decide what happens in our public schools. And we've forgotten that the United States was originally intended to be ruled by the people, not ruled by the government. And that's not what's happening right now. Preach, sister. Oh, girl, <laughs> what's keeping me up at night? This is what's keeping me up at night. I just, I just can't. I'm very, very frustrated I just saw some Taliban was hanging allies from our Black Hawk helicopters, you know. I think at minimum, we should have blown them up, blown up all of our stuff. But instead, we very poorly exited in a very bad way. And it doesn't matter what administration is in it, you know, if the other administration would have would have done it this way, shame on them too. You know, it was very poorly planned, very poorly done, and we should be ashamed yeah, what's going on. Sad. Yeah. Yeah. So stick your head in the sand, stick, you know, keep scrolling on Instagram or, you know, start speaking out for the things you believe in. Oh, well, I appreciate all that. So, okay. I'm going to bring it back to real estate a little bit. So one of the things that keeps me up at night too, with just this is again, I've talked about this before, but when I make mistakes, mm-hmm. that's really, or if I didn't do the best I could do. Sure. Yeah. And so this goes back to what you were saying too. I think maybe knowing that we're not doing enough for whatever you believe in mm-hmm. or for your clients, whatever it is, mm-hmm. it makes it, that's really, I think, where I stress out. If I'm in the middle of a hard deal and things just aren't coming together, but I know I've done everything I can, mm-hmm. I can sleep fine. Yeah. But if I know, oh, I could have said this, or I was a little bit late to get an amendment out or something. Yeah. I'm just that Because you're a human. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. If I make a human error, that's really where all my anxiety and 
lack yeah. of sleep will come. Or someone on your team does, you know, oh, and they yep. made a human error and you don't want to run them over with the bus, but you know, there's definitely an issue and you know, you've done the you've chewed them out about it. You've told them about what they, what they need to do and how that affects it. But you have a client, you have a client that, is, you know, their life is being affected about by this error. And our name's on it. And our name's on it. Right. And our name's on it. So yeah, that absolutely can stress me out. I think the only way that I can remedy things like that to make sure I can sleep at night is I make sure that I have all the hard conversations before I go home. That's you know? so nice. Or send that tough, yeah, send that tough email, send yeah. the text message, put it out there. Because if you don't, again, that's something that... I've learned the hard way enough times. I don't want to learn that anymore. Yeah. Is, oh, I'll make that call tomorrow. Yeah. No. Because then you don't enjoy your time with your family. You don't enjoy mm-hmm. making dinner. All you're thinking about is making that call the next yeah. day. You're just like sweating. I yes. can, Like it's literally a cold sweat. And it's never as bad. The worst, worst calls I've had to make. It's never as bad as I think it's going to be in my head. Yeah. And if you call with compassion and kindness and you're on their side, I mean, they're still bummed and they're heartbroken, but they're not going to be as mad at you as you think they're going to be. No. Right. And, you know, the longer you wait, the worse it gets. Oh, completely. So if something happens during the day, I always make sure that I, I mean, I literally like eat the frogs first, right? Make the hard calls first thing. If there's something that comes up over the night, email pops up early in the morning. I'm literally calling at 8 a.m. Yes. You know, because I can't go through my day knowing that and... You know, so that's how I manage my anxiety. I don't take, I don't take pharmaceuticals. Um, a lot of people do in our industry take a lot of pharmaceuticals, right. green ones, all the, all the pharmaceuticals, you know, just in order to manage the stress. And that's not who I want to be. And, and so, you know, it's, it's taking care of people first, making sure that you're speaking to them with as if they, if they are your, your sister or your brother or your child or, you know, your grandma that doesn't know anything about a computer and she can't figure out how to sign her disclosures. Like that's how we have to talk to people. Right. That's how we have to take care of people. It's com- we have to treat them with compassion. They don't do this every day. We do. And the line we hear all the time in our job is time is of the essence, time is of the essence. The sooner you tackle the problem, the sooner you can come up with a solution. Right. And if people are pissed about it, then, you know, give them time to calm down before a deadline hits that we can right. figure it out. Right. Yeah. And they'll right. maybe breathe a little bit before. Well, I, I, I feel like it's important, though, in those conversations, too, to let them know that you really do understand and yes. that you agree that they should feel that way. You you acknowledge their pain, you acknowledge their stress and, you you know, don't tell them that they shouldn't feel this way. Don't tell them that that, you know, this should be easy for them because no, it's just not. It's not. And we do this every single day. We do transactions every single day. I buy and sell a lot. Um, we have quite a few homes we're flipping right now. And I, what I love about buy process through it is... Again, I do it every day and it's still stressful for me on my own personal transactions, Mm -hmm. which is the best reminder to myself that, okay, everyone who's going through this, it's one of the biggest things that they've done in their lives Mm -hmm. in the last five years or whatever it's been. So you really need to, yeah, be on top of it. I'm the worst client ever. Oh, I I ask a lot of questions. I love when people ask questions. Yeah. Yeah. I ask a lot of questions. I want lots of updates and, you know. I get emotional about it, which is exactly what our clients do. Right. They ask lots of questions. They get emotional. They want regular updates. And they, I mean, so it's every single time we, we dabble in real estate on a client side of the world. I mean, we relearn that this is not just them. They're not just being bitches. They're not, you know, like this is them. This is them trying to defend their family, their livelihood, their, you know, this is the roof over their head. And we will see the worst of people during these times because they are so high anxiety. Right. 
And so managing that is such a big part of it. Right. Yeah. And it does, that totally keeps me up at night knowing that something's not selling or something might not Mm -hmm. close or we're waiting for something to come through that's not through. Client expectations. Yes. 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 And setting expectations is so huge. When you overpromise, underdeliver, that's, you're setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. And you won't sleep. You won't sleep. Yep. And that's horrible. Yep. And, you know, I mean, not sleeping attributes to a lot of things uh, health-wise that can can really harm you, including high blood pressure is really common. Heart attacks are really common in our industry. Yes. Um, as is obesity, as is, yes. you know, a lot, of, a lot of these very, I mean, things that just kill you and high stress and not sleeping are, contribute and to all of also it. Also not working out. Like if you take an hour for, your, for yourself to go work out, take care yep. of your body, you will be better. But- when I go work out, I come back to, you know, 20 text messages, seven yep. missed calls, and then you get that ting of anxiety. But your clients don't need to know where you were. You no. say, I had an appointment. Yeah. And I think it's really important to schedule that time for yourself. And it just gives you a little bit of a break. It relaxes your body. It puts you in a better mindset. And it's so important to do that. Whatever your thing is, if it's painting, working out. Right. Yeah. What- I had a lot of anxiety because on Friday, it was like, I don't know, almost eight o'clock at night. And my husband and I, for the second time in a year, we were at a bar because we were, we were in Billings and we were at a bar that, because, and there was a, a really great band playing and, oh, you know, we, it was just hardly anybody in there, but we were at a bar and it was loud and the music was loud and a client texted me and she was like, can you call me? And I said, I'm in a bar and can you text me? And then I like raked myself over the coals uh. forever. I'm like, why did I say I was in a bar? That was so unprofessional. And then just arguing with myself, like you're a grown ass lady. You can be in a bar at eight o'clock at night on a Friday night, you know, with your husband. This is not like somewhere, but I'm like, she probably thinks I'm just like a a boozer, just, you know, living in the bar. And so I just raked myself over and over. So I, yeah, it stressed me out. It stressed me out that I said that, you know, the realtor called the next day and I was like, she's literally calling me to chew me out because I told my client she was in the bar, (laughs) that I was in a bar. And that was totally not what it was, right? you know, and But. I know we beat ourselves up so much. <laughs> I was just on vacation two weeks ago for an entire week with the family. We, yeah. we got a lake house. We went to like amusement parks, had a great time. Of course, I was working the entire time. It ended Shoot. up being one of those moments where a lot of deals were right in the middle of, you know, inspection notices and what have you. So there's a lot of negotiations happening. Yeah. And I was just so, I could not relax. And I yeah. wasn't relaxed until I got back home and I was in front of my normal work computer. Yeah. And it's, it can be, it's exhausting. It is. Yeah. And my husband was super supportive and he understood it. He would take the girls for long walks every morning so I could mm-hmm. get ahead of the game. That's but nice. Yeah. It was really great, but it's, it can be hard to shut off and figure out a way to do it. I feel like you've done a much better job of setting yourself up for, for to do that. I will tell you that I do not feel like, you know, I, I like to work. Same. So when I sit down at my computer or I, you know, when I used to lie, you know, lie awake at night, not being able to sleep, I felt better getting up at two o'clock in the morning and working until 530, you know, and then closing my eyes from 530 until 630 and going to work. And I felt better. And it really made my husband mad. He would get up in the middle of the night and he'd come stomping out into the living room like, what the hell are you doing? This is, this is, we, this is our together time. I'm like, well, you're sleeping (laughs) and I am not. And I need to, I need to tend to this. And I just need to look at this file. I, I, I'll, I'll be in in a little while. But as soon as I opened that computer and the light came on, I just like, I, it was like an endorphin release. Like I'm going to feel better. Completely, completely agree. 
I've had a few moments in my life where I took time off from work, either with kids or a move or something. Mm-hmm. And my husband could feel an immediate change in my energy. Mm-hmm. I'm such an energy and motion type of person. Yeah. And if I don't want to work and I just start at it, I'm like, I'm suddenly in a better mood. Mm-hmm. The anxiety sometimes comes from not working yeah, and not doing anything. And there's always something I can be doing always. Right. Always. And so that's the hard part is, right. is making, because we always can keep ourselves busy. And so that's really not fair to our families right. and to, and, and also it's not fair to ourselves because there are other things that balance us out better that, you know, taking time to exercise, taking time to paint, taking time to cook for your family, or just sit down and read a book that has nothing to do with real estate. Completely. I mean, shocker. <laughs> I read every, everything I read is business or self-improvement or something having to do with real estate. Yeah, nonfiction, everything. cheesy book can oh. be great for the soul. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. You mean yep. fiction? Yeah, I said yeah. fiction. I said nonfiction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fiction, just a total, you know, like a romance novel. And we don't do any of that stuff. We're just like in the groove constantly, constantly, constantly. in the groove. And you just got to get out. Yes. You got to get out. That's one thing that's great is my girlfriends is just being with them. I feel like I'm 100% myself. I can totally let go. Like there's, we have so many networking things or so many little parties and stuff yeah. that we go to where you are just schmoozing and networking the whole time. And even though like I do like this, a subtle one. I'm not like, Hey, use me. I don't give my business card away, but just meet as many people as possible. Yeah. Having my group of girlfriends where we can just be so nice too. Well, and not worrying about like the fact that you shouldn't put, tuck your hair behind your left ear and only tuck it behind your right ear. And you know, just like, as your lipstick on your teeth or just, just, you know, there's things like that, that I think we should acknowledge that everybody deals with, you know, like, I ate something and now I can't tell if there's something in my teeth. And now this person just walked up to me. And so I don't feel like I can smile all the way. And they're going to think I'm a weirdo. You know, just like that inner talk that oh, you got to step away. You got to step away from it. And you have to go and be with your girlfriends or be with your family and just be like, I don't care if I have pepper in my teeth. Right. You exactly. know, like you have pepper in your teeth too, weirdo, right. you know, and, and just move stink. on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like I don't want to wear a bra. So, I mean, just, just things like that, that, we have to, even though it's so easy to stay in that work mode, which is why I think I used to do it at night because my brain just wanted to go there. Do you have stuff from your past that keeps you up at night? Things that you've done minus like the, you know, when you misspoke and, you know, or you waved at the wrong person and you're like, ah, it's embarrassing. Do you have like big things? I don't do that. Good. Oh, you know, uh, good. No, oh. no, I mean, I don't must speak or wave at the wrong person. I'm lying. I'm lying. <laughs> do I have things from my past? Yeah. Um, I have had in the past, I have had nightmares about things that have happened or people that have hurt me be recurring in my dreams. And that to me tells me that you need to fix something like you need to do something about it. Because uh, I was told somebody, somebody told me and I thought it was an amazing thing to say was that if you wake up in the morning or go to sleep at night thinking about the person about a person that's not the person you're laying next to more than two nights in a row or more than two mornings in a row, you have to get them out of your life. And I just, I have acted on that a couple of times and probably taken too long to act on it. Good for you. And so if you're thinking about somebody else other than your husband, when you wake up in the morning, you might be thinking yeah, about that's, that. Honestly, that's great advice for people. Yeah. Truly, like if you are thinking about something and we've talked about people in our lives that we know have been talking to other people and I know that they're thinking about that person. They, yeah, that that's an eye opener. Yeah. That you need, you're in control of your own life. Yeah. And yeah. somebody else is taking up space in your brain. 
That's yeah. not the right person that's supposed to be taking up space in your right. brain. And they're not paying rent kind of thing, yes. you know? They're not paying rent on your brain and they don't deserve to be there. So kick them out. Yeah. And so that means part of life is is removing the people that are not good for us in our lives. And sometimes those decisions can be super hard. They, I think that's one of the hardest things you can do really. And usually like a network is super combined. It's intertwined. And so to let go of somebody is really hard. And for me... It's a forgiveness of myself. Yeah. Because, I mean, they don't need my forgiveness. I need to forgive myself somehow for mm-hmm. for that and letting it go. And yeah, you can breathe a lot better. And deciding that, yeah, that the forgiveness is not necessary. Like and getting hung up on that, like you don't need that. You just need to cut, and cut it am, loose. Yeah, I'm such a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. That's really one of my best and worst strengths is just wanting to please everyone. Sure. But I don't have to be everyone's best friend. No. And that's a lesson that's been hard for me to learn. And again, my girlfriend's part me on Alicia, you can't be everyone's best friend. And, and it's exhausting to be yeah, everybody's it's exhausting. best friend. And a yeah. lot of people, you know, might not like you and that's no. okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay for people not to like you. It's okay. You know, cause here's the thing. Not everybody's going to like you. No. You know, especially in business. Like, you know, I've struggled with this and I should ask you about this. Like, you know, I, I reach out to a lot of realtors. I, it's part of my business. It's, it's building relationships with realtors and I genuinely want to know them. I genuinely want to have relationships with them, but I only want to work with great ones. I only want to work with good people that have a similar, you know, business idea. And so, you know, there's still lots of realtors in, in our Bozeman area that I don't know well. And, you know, so I constantly am reaching out. Like I have 19 points that I like am touching on, you know, for 19 weeks, I'm trying to make connections with them because I, I genuinely want to, to know them. And is there an end goal that I want to do business together? If it works, if right. it fits. But, you know, mostly it's I just want to know people in our industry and I want to I want to get better myself. And I've had just a couple of realtors just be like, get lost. You know, you don't, you know, I don't, I don't like you. I don't want to know you. I don't, you know, I mean, I don't know why it matters and why you would spend any more than half a second thinking about it, but it just does. Like, you know, you don't know this person and they already have an opinion about you without you having ever done anything to them. And number one, I think it's very small minded of them because the big dog realtors will always, always communicate. They will always meet with you. They will always be cordial. They will always reciprocate and be kind and respectful and professional. It's really the peons that are the ones that just don't treat you well. So why does it bother me? I don't know. I just want everybody to like me. No, totally. It's the same where like, we've got some great realtors people I love to pick up the phone and talk to, but there's the other ones too, where they just, they want to make the transaction harder and make things difficult. I don't get it. There's enough great ones out there though. Yeah, I'll give you my list of my favorites. Yeah, that would be great. That would be great because it is. It's like, and realtors should be and are using those exact same techniques to to help build their clients and their client relationships. You should be reaching out to people you don't know. You should be trying to get to know them. You should, you know, call, text, email them, try to meet them. You know, that's how we expand our networks. and And it's a positive thing. It doesn't, it may never lead to business, but it's a good thing to be doing. We're salespeople. And Bozeman's still small enough that every single agent, if they're doing 10 transactions a year, they're going to see your name on a buy sell yeah. one way or another. Oh yeah. So it's great to take that meeting and just get to know that person to make the transaction easier. So they do know who to call. Yeah. They knew who they know who they're working with. Yeah. So that's crazy to me. Yeah. It's just kind of low class. Yeah. Really is what it is. It's just low class. And you know, you just, like I say, it's only the big ones. The big ones seem to be cool enough to be professional <laughs> enough to continue to want to build relationships, but just saying, I like leave it. that out there. Um, not staying awake at night about that one anymore. Good for you. Well, I hope you sleep well tonight. I appreciate you. you and too. I'll see you next time. Thanks. Bye. Mm-hmm.
thank you for joining us today. Tune in next week for another episode of Leading Ladies of Montana Real Estate. Thank you.